Nieves. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I am your host, Ethan Wilson, here, absent of Jake Spencer, who is off marrying away his brother, I guess, but with special guests and good friends, Jeff Willems. Hello, everybody. How you doing? And Jacob Newton. Hello. I do not quite have the radio voice like Jeff does, but you know. <laughs> it's okay. So this is the Have You Seen This Podcast, and the premise of this podcast is every week uh, one of us recommends a movie to the other that they haven't seen to watch during the week, and we discuss it on the show. This week we are watching, or we watched... Was it called I Am Mother from 2019, starring Rose Byrne as mother, Clara Rugard as daughter, and Hilary Swank as woman? The movie is a kind of post apocalypse movie in the wake of humanity's extinction. A teenage girl is raised by a robot designed to repopulate the earth, but their unique bond is threatened when an inexplicable stranger arrives with alarming news. And that inexplicable bond, or um, unique bond, is with the mother, which is a, is a droid, like, sentient robot. So before we get into the topics, let me give Jeff and Jacob a little chance to talk and you guys get familiar with them. Jake, Jacob, Jeff, just want to go ahead and just kind of give your background with how we all know each other and stuff. What a story. Where to even begin? <laughs> yeah, I've known Jacob for a lot of years. Uh, we met each other in like the middle school era and came in and out of contact over the years and then ended up going to the same college together, spent some spring breaks together on the sandy beaches of Galveston shores. And um, that's, it. that's about it. Jacob, you got anything to add? Any, uh, those were some good spring breaks, you know. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, Jeff <laughs> and I knew each other as middle schoolers and high schoolers. We lived in different states, but we did always go to the same summer camp. So we kind of kept in touch that way. That was at the early early time of social media. So, like, you had MySpace and Facebook. So we really didn't keep in touch that much throughout the year like you would be able to now. But, yeah, we uh, – kept in touch at, through summer camps and then yes ended up going to the same college that's where we met Ethan well Ethan went to those camps as well yeah yes but I didn't know them <laughs> um, they were large they camps were, huge they camps were, they were the cool kids I was I was not a part of that 
a part of that clique. I didn't get into that clique until later on in life. Man, I tell you, the college that we some went time to, to bud, you know. If we were the cool yes, kids, me though, and I'd, Jeff, uh, I'd hate to see the losers. <laughs> me and Jeff were roommates at Barkley my first year there. Mm-hmm. Um, almost not the second half of that year because of another male that Jeff was had a relationship with that will remain nameless on the podcast. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm speechless uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I thought were, it was time I for mean, a change, but times. then, you know, um, I decided, no, I got to stick it, stick it out with my boy Ethan here. He, and um, Ethan was also he, the only, what is it? Is it the only two term college roommate ahead. I ever had because my freshman year roommate dropped at semester and then I never had a roommate after Ethan. He was my first and my last. Mm, that's a beautiful story. Well, you have a roommate now, Jeff. Well, I it's a I have a wife. It's not a roommate. <laughs> Shout out to Nat Ken. Also, I have to say, I this whole time you were getting us set up to be on this podcast, I thought we were going to be like surprise guests for Jake. This whole time you were texting and Jake wasn't in the chat. I must have missed the thing that we're <laughs> filling in for Jake. I thought we were going to be like getting on and Jake was going to be like, oh, you guys. And then he's not even here. No, no, <laughs> no Jake. Uh, Jake is gone. He is not with us anymore. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, he is he is moved to and moved on to greener pastures. Unfortunately for him, he will be back on the next episode <laughs> doing this podcast. Da, 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 da. So since there's no episodes of this podcast up, I'll explain to you guys kind of what the deal is. Mm-hmm. We'll go through, you know, what your kind of background with your knowledge of the movie and stuff. And then, were you aware of it before you watched it? And just other categories. So, we'll start off, and I don't know if you guys want to, it'll be just whoever wants to go first. Uh, We'll start off with, what's your story with the movie? So, either one of you, just kind of, it doesn't have to be like a long, illustrious thing, but just kind of what's your background with this movie and, and before you watched it or if you've seen it before, that sort of, th- sort of thing. Well, I gotta say, I thought we were watching I Am Legend with Will Smith. <laughs> and so I am unprepared for this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it is a post-apocalyptic movie as well. The same, I mean, it's the same movie. <laughs> Similar. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Similar. I'm just kidding. I did watch I Am Mother. My background or my history with the movie, I have seen it before. I watched it probably not when it very first came out on Netflix. I actually had to look this up. It came out on Netflix in January 2019. I feel like I watched it a few months probably after that, maybe even in the summer of 2019, but I had seen it before. But I really didn't remember much about it, and I don't know if that's a plus or a negative for the movie itself. Um, but I did watch it again this week, so I have seen it twice. That is my history with the movie. Okay. Jeffrey? Yeah, I, um, I had just seen it. I think I put it in my list. Um, I didn't, didn't really see much about it when it came out in 2019. But, uh, yeah, you you know called us up to do this podcast and trying to figure out something to watch. And... My lovely wife isn't a huge fan of like end of the world sci-fi or like horror 
stuff, so I was like, oh, maybe something a little edgy. But she actually did watch the movie with me, and she quite enjoyed it because it's definitely more of like a thriller than like a, a hardcore sci-fi movie. So um, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, uh, prior to this week, I didn't really know anything about it. Didn't know Hilary Swank was in it. N- nothing. So surprise appearance from Hilary Swank. Not really surprised, but like you don't see her in much anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that uh, that is she hot debate in the office really devastated her career. <laughs> it did. Actually, I think she's been doing a fair amount with like Netflix stuff lately. She's in a couple she, other Netflix productions. I looked it up because I was like, "What does she do?" Uh, I know. She, I, well, I didn't know this, but I looked it up and found out she's a voice in BoJack Horseman, which is a Netflix thing. Yep. And she does have another Netflix movie coming out soon. So, yeah, she must have some, like, deal where she's just working with Netflix now. Y'all are just a couple of swanksters, dude. You're just swanksters. <laughs> I had to look that up. We I are was swanksters. Like, <laughs> I looked it up because she swanksters. used to be in a lot of movies, and she's not anymore. So I was like, I wonder what happened to her. But her IMDb page is She filled. was the next Karate Kid. Yeah. That's the only movie that I think I've ever seen her. Uh, I mean, it's Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby, yeah. I watched, uh, recently I watched Logan Lucky, which is a heist film with Daniel Craig, Justin Long, and um, mm-hmm. Channing Tatum. And they're like they're like these white trash mm-hmm. boys that r- decide to rob the, you know, horse track or whatever. But Hilary Swank's in that one. She's a, like a fierce lady detective, and like she won't let the case go. And they're like, they get away, and... I guess I'm spoiling the movie, but <laughs> she's like at their family bar, like drinking and asking questions, like, you know, determined to solve it. But my pet peeve was she was doing like a real weird voice, like a, oh, they're not going to get away with this. Like a real grisly detective. Yeah. I was like, just be a normal detective. That's fine. Yeah. Um, my background or story with the movie is I had no idea it even existed until y'all had, uh, talked about it. Um, sci-fi is not something that I pay attention to. Uh, even like the alien movies, even you know they dip into the horror. They're more horror. Mm-hmm. I just, other than Terminator Two, I mean, and Star Wars, I guess that's sci-fi. I'm just not much of a sci-fi person. Uh, post-apocalypse movies, they're fine. Like uh, I watched, uh, I like the Mad Max movies, mm-hmm. but those are mostly just like driving around desolate wastelands and fighting like weird tribes of people that's pretty much what it's like living here in phoenix (laughs) yeah i mean i've drove through phoenix before uh and new mexico that's um not some place that i mean the main towns were fine driving through you know there's things to look at but the countryside is very barren Mm -hmm. so um or I guess either you both of you were aware of it before you watched it, I guessing, since you guys both said that you saw a preview or s- saw it on Netflix or something. Yeah, I, I was aware. Um, I was aware it existed at least a couple of months before I ended up watching it. Yeah, and I don't know how I found it. Actually, I just double-checked. I said it came out in January. That is not totally true. I guess it was in film festivals in January, but then Netflix picked it up and released it in June of 2019. So maybe I did watch it that summer, but I don't really know how I hear about, I mean, I watch a lot of movies on Netflix, especially a lot of their like originals or whatever. And I truly don't know how I hear about them. I I mean, honestly, if it's on the front page of Netflix and it looks 50% interesting, I'll probably watch it at some point. Yep. yep, That's me too. 
when they when they purchased it, they probably put it on the front page, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's watch it. Yeah, I uh, I'm the opposite. I don't really pay attention to Netflix originals unless they're like super popular because they're good, or they're like super popular because they were really bad. It is a risk. So, I feel like Netflix original TV shows are usually always really good. Netflix original movies are usually. Yeah, being 50-50 yeah, is probably being TV nice. Shows. They're usually probably bad more often than not, the movies yeah, are. Yeah, the, the, you know, in, with their TV shows, they run them for two seasons, and if the metrics don't line up, they just cancel them. Mm-hmm. With a movie that you purchased that was already made, uh, it's just going to be bad if it's bad. There's nothing you can really do about mm-hmm. it. Interestingly enough, I was just looking, and this particular film did win a handful of awards mostly around special effects and sound design and i i would say yeah, the sound was really impeccable with with what you're working with with kind of the silence of being locked in that kind of sterile space and like the machine sounds and and just the you know f- the making it feel like a large space the sound design really was well thought out yeah the footsteps of the robot mm-hmm. was cool I don't know how much of that robot that is special effects and how much is practical, but the robot looks really good. And like when it runs, it's all, it's all it is real. really creepy. Like I would be scared if that thing was running at me. Yeah, that scene when the robot like it's is running That's what full, they store in full sprint, it's just so terrifying. <laughs> but I actually looked on YouTube. There's like, um, I didn't have time to watch it before this, but it was like a 24 minute feature with. Um, one of like the MythBusters guys and like the robot. It looked like there was at least a full size like animatronic capable robot at, at least for some scenes. Maybe they had an actor and CGI'd some other scenes or something. But there was like at least a real deal robot. But I don't know how advanced it was. I think it was fully advanced. Yeah. Like all the talking was the robot, and it's a real. It's the robot, a real robot is a trained it's, actor. <laughs> it's a picture of what's to come. So, fun fact about the movie, usually there's not, especially on newer movies, there's not a whole lot of stuff out about them. So, did you guys have any? Did you look up any? I have no... I got IMDB uh, up right here. (laughs) No fun facts. So, what I wrote down off of IMDB, Jeff. Okay. Because there's not a whole lot. Is that the the mother is an homage to Hal, nine thousand of two thousand one Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's the the voice. Yeah. The voice and, and the, the face. The face of the robot. Yeah. Kind of s- looks like yeah. Hal. Yeah, I can see that. The number of human embryos that the mother oversees was sixty three thousand. That's right. I don't yeah. Know if that's a confirmed number or if someone just typed it in on IMDb. No, that is. I remember that oddly specific number when she said it. That's the accurate count. Okay. And then there are references to the hit game Portal and Portal Two. I don't know. Jeff's probably not played Portal. Jacob, have you played it? Uh, maybe just like messing around once or twice. I've never, I've never finished it from start to finish, but I'm familiar with it. I could see the robot kind of looking like the Portal thing, like the so, white. Not so much the robot looking like Portal, but the the mother resembles her facial exper- uh, facial appearance in the video game. 
and then the the robot in the video game has facility wide control just like this robot does uh -huh. and also runs you the player who is a human in this in this game through different tests and things like that and then the daughter at the end when she takes her uh she's coming back she takes her uh jumpsuit down and ties the top part around her waist and she's in a white tight tank top with like a tied off bodysuit around her waist that's the way the character in portal is dressed oh okay so, oh. yeah see i have definitely Very not played enough portal to have known that jake is screaming right now he's Ka like i play portal <laughs> i played it with casey one time uh, at his house and it's like it's like a puzzle game. So you have these guns that can you shoot a blue portal against the wall and an orange portal against the oh, wall. Oh, I have. And whatever you that, drop yeah. in the in the blue portal comes out the orange portal. So you have to figure out how to do these things to get these puzzles solved in this facility to open doors and stuff. Me and Casey, I mean, some of the puzzles are very complicated and take a lot of thinking to do. And me and Casey probably just it was I was visiting him in Havland one time and it was like freezing outside there's nothing to do we played that game for probably six hours <laughs> just straight and my brain was so fried at the end i was like having trouble remembering what controls to push and i was just like casey i can't play this game <laughs> so <laughs> we stopped playing that's the, i played it with my sister a little bit but i mean i don't i'm not like a great relationship with the game i'm sure jake has much more i mean he might not he's more of a RPG guy, he might not have. This is where uh, Jake Portal as much. Jake can edit himself in right here and give his opinion on Portal. Yeah, let's know yeah. if you played Portal. Jake. <laughs> uh, I can't even say the words. Scrap that, Jake. Sorry. <laughs> Jake, yeah, let us know. Let us know if you played Portal, Jake. Let us know about your Portal. How your portals are doing? Yeah, Jake. is yours orange or blue? <laughs> Front one blue, bottom one orange. He should have two portals. If he's a human, in the nethers, everyone should. So, um, was this movie what you were expecting? Um, I think so. I, it's hard for me to remember back when I first like, before I had actually seen it on that first time. But yeah, I mean, I think it is what it presents itself as, like a little sci-fi thriller. Robots. I mean, I don't know if we get into spoiler stuff here, but you know, like robots kind of taking over humanity and doing that kind of stuff so and i feel like it kind of reveals that in the movie pretty quickly yeah yeah you definitely yeah with hillary swank showing up is pretty much when that yeah cat's out of the bag yeah you definitely pick that up like in the trailer because i think i did watch the trailer like right before i watched the movie um and i think it was good i mean it's it's kind of like that classic time-tested tale of someone stuck alone in the apocalypse you know uh the martian or um you know one of those space ones where like they're the last crew member on board and everybody else is gone or whatever so it kind of had that vibe to it uh but space i i kind of expected that it would turn a little bit more sci-fi-y and a little bit more intense than it did but um i kind of i like that it was a little bit dialed back yeah, for me, I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't read any synopsis about it. Jacob mentioned that it was like a dystopian future. 
when we were talking about what movies to watch. That's about all I knew about it. Usually, you know, dystopian future with, you know, you got your Mad Maxes and your, like, Water World and all those movies where it's, like, one person living by themselves. So I figured it was, like, it would probably, once the movie kicked in and it was just a robot and the girl, I didn't figure there was going to be another party come in immediately or at all. I thought it was just going to be that and then Hillary Swank shows up. But, I mean, yeah, it's... It wasn't what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting a sci-fi movie, I guess. Even when I clicked on the the movie trail or the movie to play it on Netflix, the the art doesn't really give any indication of what it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's there is something we can kind of get before we get into did you like this? Um, so, there's some stuff that I wanted to talk about with the characters. Mm-hmm. So, at the first of the movie, you know, it shows you the baby being put in the in the embryo incubator, and then the it being born, and then it being a little girl, and then you have the teenage girl. Mm-hmm. It like pans, and that later on in the movie, you find out that two of those three embryos, there was two more before her, in the in the experiment had been running for 13,000 days. Mm-hmm. So with that 13,000 days is like around 35 years of this experiment going on. And obviously the daughter that we see as a teenager, early twenties or whatever, she's not 35. So and the second, the second fetus baby was you know, it failed its test and was aborted, essentially. So does um, that means Hillary Swank's character was the first one? I th- I don't know if you guys think that yeah. or not. I think Hillary Swank's character was born and then given to the humans to raise, and then she didn't have any record, you know, memories of the bunker until the time was right and then the the robot shot her and then directed her back towards the bunker chasing her to see if she could be kind of re like assimilated back into bunker life so i don't know if you guys think that that was the way that that hillary swank's character was a was a bunker embryo i do think that um, I don't know if I picked up on that the first time I watched it. On, this time when I rewatched it, I did pick up on what you're talking about where it says like day 35,000, whatever. And it's like a 13 year old girl. And I was sitting there thinking, what? That They must've made a mistake in that. There's no way. Like you would be way older with 35,000 days. And then I started remembering the plot of the movie and I was like, oh yeah, I think, I do think Hilary Swank is like one of someone that she tried to train like obviously she's the robot is using this program to like try to create a human that can like become the new mother and i guess for whatever whatever reason hillary swank failed the test and so she probably just kicked her out of the bunker and sent her to the wolves at that point and started with a new one yeah i even you know i was even thinking that she you know birthed the baby and then left it with the human still as a baby like abandon it with oh, humans? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I think that's interesting though because I hadn't actually considered that maybe she was baby one. I 
I thought that, um, you know, there's that dialogue towards the end where uh, the robot uh, mother is one of the other robots talking to her and says, you know, maybe it's it's funny how you've lasted this long, you know, beyond all the others. Um, maybe you had a purpose like somebody wanted you to or whatever, you know. And so um, it, yeah. it, it seemed like maybe she, I don't I mean, there could be a sense that, you know, mother wanted to try and introduce daughter to like the ugliness of the outside world, like the humanity extinction event without assuming the guilt and being the guilty party. And so like that human yeah. contact and, and the wonder of, you know, driving her to the bunker by shooting her and sh she needing the help. Um, you know, introduce daughter to humanity and, and maybe mother knew that she would have that itch for human connection to, to connect with someone who's like her that she's never experienced in her life. Yeah, that and and Hillary Swank needing medical attention and not accepting it from the robot is another opportunity for daughter to learn how to perform bullet removal, injury, you know, wound, you know, uh, repair surgery removing uh bullets and you know putting in like saline and all that stuff um and then the act of hillary swank trying to get daughter to rebel i think all that stuff was done on purpose by the computer program it might have she been needed to rebel and be in be an independent thinker of the robot so she could elevate herself to be a perfect human and not have to rely on the machine anymore mm. it might have been and i think about it too now at the beginning of the movie like before any of this is introduced you know like the robot mother is like testing the girl she's making her take all these classes and whatever mm -hmm. and the only class that we get yeah. to see her take is like an ethics class and she says like if you were a doctor and there was five people that needed your help but you were the one that had to donate your organ so you would die would you do it and she like has all these questions like well i don't know are they good people what if i sacrifice myself and i'm able to help people but then the person i help is like a killer or whatever and you can see like she's just like feeling out the waters like is it better to help someone because you can help them or should you not because they're dangerous and then that's the situation that gets presented to her is like here's a human who's been shot but you don't know her she could be dangerous you've been told the outside world is dangerous you gotta either help her or let her die so it's like it kind of goes with the testing that the robot was giving her yeah and you know the mother shows to uh after you know the the doors open and stuff the alarms go off and she's alerted immediately but before that, she had to use a key, you know, ex like an uh, accessibility key in the, the finger of her hand to open doors or drawers and mm -hmm. stuff. And then later on in the movie, it showed that she can just send a command to these things to shut them and make them do things. She can send a command to the computer to guard the door of the bunker with all those robots. Uh, I think that all that stuff was purposely put in place so the daughter would discover this and then use the key to get into the drawers and like it's all on purpose mm -hmm. it's a test to test um to see if she would actually you know rebel and assume independence from the machine so she could be the next mother of the the next human race or whatever and then once the purpose of hillary swank was served which is 
to elevate the elevate daughter, the robot went and killed Hillary Swank. She's not long. She's no longer needed. Mm. Take her out back. Yeah, I I think that 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 ethics lesson scene was really pivotal because it, it it runs through the fabric of the entire film when you know that is the the question that you're being presented with is you have these robots that you know are are simultaneously clearing the earth of humanity in this brutal way and now you know mother has found this human that she believes is ready and you know they said that all of a sudden like they went from killing everybody to planting crops and they're starting to you know re refarm the earth and get ready for this new humanity to take over and so it's this question of you know do you if you can help someone do you kill all these other people or do you let them keep on living that type of thing so it was interesting to see that kind of that was kind of the pivotal moment where she was you know mother's daughter they were kind of perfectly in tune up to that point where you know the the humanity in her had to wrestle with that ethical question whereas mother it was simply an equation and it made more sense to sacrifice the one to give organs to the five rather than vice versa did you guys like the movie I liked it, especially with what I said at the beginning. I have watched plenty of Netflix originals to know that they are more crappy than good. <laughs> so the fact that this is, I mean, it's not like amazing, like Oscar caliber. It's really, there's only like four people in the whole movie and almost half of it takes place in one room. It's a pretty small movie and whatever, but yeah, as far as Netflix originals go, it's, it's good. I mean, if you don't have Netflix, don't don't subscribe just to watch this but if you have it it's it's good yeah yeah i think it was really good um it's not like it's not like a blow you away everybody's gonna want to watch it but i think some people would really like it i really like it for a couple of reasons i like when films or shows take place in a tight set because i think you're not uh you know you're forced to be more creative than just changes of scenery and different cuts and things like that uh, you have to be more intentional, I think. And also, I would say that while this film, like, it didn't have a ton of high notes and punches, like, there wasn't that much action. It was a little slow here and there. But what did it for me was the, well, it was the set design and the sound design. The set design was impeccable. Like, it was beautiful, futuristic. Everything is well thought out. The way those drawers functioned. I mean, just the way everything looked was really really beautiful a lot of attention to detail a lot of interesting lighting and so i think that you know from from somebody who enjoys like appreciates production and filmmaking i think that it really is it's a beautiful piece of cinema i think the sound complements the beauty that you see visually and i think that is really interesting and complements the kind of lighter storyline that you miss out on all the major action so i really liked it i would give it like an eight out of ten personally well, Jeff, I'm glad you liked it a lot. I think I'm probably indifferent at best, probably leaning towards didn't enjoy it as much. I just never felt like anything was at stake. Mm. It's like when multiple times throughout the movie, the mother robot expressed to the human characters that her primary function is care for humanity. So they're inside the bunker. And even when daughter is approaching mother and baby with the axe she never felt like the mother was going to do any harm to the daughter because 
she had passed all the tests mm-hmm. saying that this is the right perfect person and she'll end up making the correct decision so i just felt like i mean it's like not that it was like what you said it's a good looking movie the sound design's really cool it's a real nice futuristic movie i just didn't feel like there was much at stake and that's just kind of me personally you know you had hillary swank come in and talk about all these horrors that are taking place outside of this bunker with these robots um and you know in the same in the same note she's telling the girl how can you trust what the robot is saying with you not when you're not seeing it with your own eyes type of thing mm-hmm. and then you know hillary swank is sitting there saying well you know they killed babies <laughs> like okay did they um but yeah i can't if you don't want me to believe the robot because i didn't see what the robot said with my own eyes how why would i feel could be you know feel compelled to believe you type of a thing and it's i mean all that part is manipulation of hillary swank to try to get out of the bunker Mm -hmm. yeah i do like that part because i remember the first time watching it thinking like i really don't know like who who to trust the robot or the woman like yeah you know that that internal the internal struggle with the daughter is very well executed yeah you can see it uh she doesn't want to betray mother because that's all she's known but she also doesn't want to betray Hillary Swank's character because it's another human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's really wrestling with with conflicting feelings. I just how Jeff said that he liked that there wasn't a whole. I mean, I mean, hardly any action in it. You know, with her talking about the atrocities that are happening outside, and obviously they are because she was shot whether it be intentional to a plan or not, but the robots, mother is all, I mean, obviously killing humans outside mm-hmm. because they are, they're a catastrophic plague on the planet. So even, it doesn't have to be like a full blown like action scene or whatever, but just give me like, like PTSD glimpses when she's talking about like atrocities. I mean, I, you don't need to show babies being killed, <laughs> but like, Show you me know, the dead she's babies. talking about this is my friend, this is my friend Simon. Uh, he was about your age. Was you know is he still alive or you know that stuff? And you know she could say or is he okay? She could say like, yes. I mean she had very obvious PTSD face when she was saying these things. Just show me like glimpses. That's all I needed. I just needed glimpses of something to make me feel scared of this robot. I just didn't feel. Like, the way, like, um, the, not Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the other guy in Terminator 2. Mm. Like, he he felt intimidating before you saw him kill anybody. He was just an, an imposing-looking thing. So, I you know, I don't need, like, the beginning of Saving Private Ryan with robots and humans, or, like, the the shots of Terminator with the robots fighting humans or anything, but like, like just flashes just to kind of just back what Hillary Swank is saying. Like the world is actually this horrible, scary place because of these robots. Mm -hmm. That was my, that was my, it just, it took me out of it a little bit just because I just, you're telling me not to believe the robot, but you're not giving me any proof to believe the human. 
So I'm left feeling like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, so that's, just, I mean, that's just my, my a feeling towards the movie. Uh, I thought it was fine, but I'm more or less indifferent, I would say. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that assessment. I, I could have taken a little bit more. And with the trailer, it does kind of show, um, you know, it shows a little bit of like a scuffle. And so it definitely led me to think that there'd be more of like a, the human comes in, makes an attachment with daughter. There's a, you know, mother develops jealousy type of thing. There's a few struggles and it, it wasn't like that. I would have liked to see, I think we could have been appeased when, you know, Hilary Swank tells the story of getting ambushed, she gets shot, she comes to the bunker. We could have just, you know, seen that scene of her coming to the bunker uh, when we first see her and, and seen that robot interaction and, you know, human extinction piece. And I think it could have appeased that a little bit more. So I agree. And I would say, yeah, I got caught up in the cinematography. I'd say eight out of 10 cinematography, uh, six out of 10 movie overall. I think an effective way, like effective way of what you're talking about and what we're kind of talking about of doing it is like that season of, of Breaking Bad with the plane crashing mm-hmm. and every intro to the episode is just kind of this vague, ambiguous, they're cleaning up stuff mm-hmm. and they're in hazmat suits and they're just flashing to it. You don't know what's going on. You assume it's, you know, everything's coming down on, on Walt because he's, you know, doing the drug dealing and it's finally caught up to him mm-hmm. and then it's total diversion to oh it was a plane crash but like the the way that they shot the them cleaning the stuff out of the pool and you know really up close and kind of you know not steady like real violent looking and you have shots of things floating underwater in that in that pool and stuff just to kind of keep it you know just like real vague like it doesn't have to be super detailed i just want to see like little bits and pieces intercut in her explanations um just to kind of make it i mean world build a little bit you know outside of the bunker because you don't know what's outside of the bunker you're told at the first of the movie uh the atmosphere is not inhabitable for humans and then hillary swank shows up and so that's obviously not the case so just world build just a little bit you don't mm-hmm. have to develop this giant encompassing whole thing just world build within 20 miles mm-hmm. or at least from where that bunker to the the shore of the ocean that they walk to um that's all i mean that's all i needed i just needed a little bit just for me to feel like some kind of anxiousness or anxiety when the robot was in the room towards the end of the movie because it still felt like a mother robot mm-hmm. you know it didn't feel like it was a mother robot, but it could also kill you as if it wanted to immediately without remorse. It just felt like a mother robot to me. So, um, would you recommend this movie to a friend? It would depend on the friend. I wouldn't blanket recommend it to everybody, but like if I knew that they liked sci-fi stuff or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, it's pretty good. Check it out. But I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to my sister. I know she wouldn't like it. Yeah. I, which sister? You have three sisters. Which sister? Is that what you asked? <laughs> actually, my yeah. youngest sister might actually like it. The other two would not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, your youngest one is like a cinema person. Mm-hmm. She, she might enjoy it. These nice-looking movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. I'd say it's, um, you know, it's good. Check it out if if you got the time. It's like... 
there's two types of movie watching, right? It's like I got two hours. What's what's going to be interesting? Let me let me take a risk on something I don't know. Or like I've been wanting to see this movie forever. I got two hours. Let's sit down and you know know we watch a good one. So if you're just kind of trying to explore, like yeah, I want to see something interesting. Don't really know what I'm in the mood for, but I got time to kill. I think it's a fine movie. And if you like, uh, you know, if you like those things, the the cinematography and set design and those small details that make a film beautiful, then I think that you'd you'd like it quite a bit. And if you're a swankhead, yeah, you definitely got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, swankster, dude. You, if you're a swankster, you gotta you gotta jump on anything that she's in because she's not in a whole lot of stuff anymore. She's so not. if you're a swankster, it's a it's a full recommend. Yeah. But uh, for me, I don't think I would recommend it. Um, I mean, for someone like Jeff or Casey or yeah, Casey might like it. Someone that really, really appreciates like cinematography and way things are looked at through a lens. Uh, means the same with The Shining. I, that's what I, you know, told Casey about The Shining. I'm like, even if you don't like scary movies, this movie is shot so well, and it used that like they built, thi- like camera rigs and stuff custom mm. to film shots in this movie. So if you, even if you don't like horror, you know, this movie needs to be seen because of how it's shot and how beautifully it's shot. I would say if it's someone that's really into cinema, like, you know, Jeff or, you know, Casey likes camera stuff and lighting and things like that, I would probably recommend it to them, Matt too. Um, but like to my sister or my parents, like there's nothing in this movie that story-wise that they haven't seen type of thing uh it's not really groundbreaking storytelling or anything that would keep their attention so i probably wouldn't to the immediate crowd around me i probably wouldn't recommend it to any of them but to like specific friends sure just because you know they appreciate the way things look when they're you know people really put in effort to make things look good so does it hold up in 2020? It came out in 2019, so this topic is kind of moot. Um, I said, considering our our world is is downturning swiftly to a <laughs> global economical, you know, disaster, that it holds up well in 2020 because we could find ourselves extinct within the next 15 years. I think it really seems possible. Yeah, it might prepare you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if it could give you a look-see to the future i would say if you're if you're wanting to get on the end of surviving um tune into this movie if you're wanting to get on the end of like full-on world like war with the robots i would say check out the uh documentary terminator 2 judgment day with uh, arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> it uh has a lot more detailed um, strategy against fighting robots. Mm-hmm. So I would check that out. But if um, yeah, you're just interested in survival, uh, this is a good one. It is, yeah. I think it definitely holds up in 2020. The way that robot moved is very um, reminiscent of, you know, like those robotics labs that have put together those like yes, dog those robots. Dog. Yeah. It does look like it was made yeah. by the same company yeah it's got that it's got those freaky legs and the way mm-hmm. that they pound the pavement when they run man it is just it puts the fear of god in you i tell you what <laughs> yeah th- i mean that yeah the footsteps the footsteps throughout the facility when you could not see it <laughs> you know that 
that is intimidating. And then the running, just because the running was like naturally unnatural. Yes, it looks I so unnatural. But yeah, like, like what you're saying, not unnatural in a way where like it's bad CGI or anything, but just like we've seen yeah, robots like that. Yeah, it's one foot in, in front of life. the other running, <laughs> yeah. but it's not it's not human. Yes. That you know that was good. It made you feel something. <clears throat> but what about rewatchability for you guys? Um, I kind of mentioned at the beginning I watched it when it originally came out, and I didn't remember much about it, so that can kind of tell you a little bit about the movie like it's i guess it's ultimately not that memorable or at least it wasn't to me because when i started watching it again i was like oh yeah all right i couldn't remember some of it so when i rewatched it this week it was pretty good because i couldn't you know like um i don't know i started to remember some of it and then i was like oh yeah i remember what happened but I did pick up that thing about the days, like day 34,000, whatever, which I didn't notice the first time. So I did notice a few things different the second time I watched it. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I liked it. I think it was good. I would rewatch it. Like if there was a group of people that I knew would like it and I was suggesting it to them and I was watching it with them, I would rewatch it no problem. I don't think I would just turn it on my own time for a solo watch again. Maybe not until, you know, further in the future when I have forgotten it, but I don't think I would immediately rewatch it. It's not one that I'm like, oh, man, I have to go back and see that again. Yeah, I'm not rewatching yeah. by myself. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. I said almost a zero percent chance of me ever rewatching. <laughs> <this movie. laughs> I would rewatch it. I don't group, think I would rewatch but... it. I mean, maybe uh, if there was an out. Of watching it with the group, I would probably take it. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't need to watch it again. It didn't captivate me that much when I was watching it. So, I probably won't, won't, will, uh, you know, in any circumstance. Hey, man. But you would know, you would you watch if, a sequel if you, they showed I Am Mother 2 and we followed no, the girl? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. What if, what if she's, you know, it would have to, it would have to be some crazy, like, uh, trailer i mean i would definitely check out the trailer to an, a sequel or something just to see what it is and if the sequel you know is like this crazy survival movie then maybe but just another movie of now a human raising humans no thanks <laughs> no it's um it's actually going to be a light-hearted comedy i am mother too she realizes that um, 6,100 children are too many to raise on her own. Mm. So she surgically implants parts of mother's um, body and ma machinery into her own, making herself an android. And then uh, it's like just kind of zany big family film. You know, she's running in there making MREs for 60,000 kids and uh, acid rains coming uh, down and all kinds of stuff. My big fat... Uh, <laughs> Instead of my big fat Greek wedding, is my big fat robot. Yes. Mama. Yep. My big fat robot family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If it was something like, so like the like the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like this crazy, wonderful horror movie, and then the second one, I think the trailer of the second one, Leatherface pulls a chainsaw out of a rock like Excalibur. Oh, beautiful. And the second one, the second one is just. 100% like a campy horror comedy. It's not a scary movie at all. Mm -hmm. If they went in a direction like that, yeah, I would jump in and watch. If it was just 
just a campy comedy movie. They just went complete 180 and went the opposite direction. Yeah, that would be great. So, so character recasting. I don't, you know, this one, me and Jake are going to have to probably figure out a different category for this. But uh, when I can't find anything, I try to find casting what ifs, like who was almost casted or different people that auditioned. But I couldn't find anything. So my two my two recasts would be um, you upload Marlon Brando's Godfather character consciousness into the robot, and he just does the Godfather <laughs> as the robot talking to the girl uh, about that's amazing the about the the babies in the in the embryos, and then woman as man star uh, but man would be. Uh, would be Danny DeVito instead of Hillary mm. Swank. Ooh. Man, the Swanksters <laughs> are going to have your head on social media. I think. I know. I think. Well, you this really is can't just, take this is just Hillary a fucking Swank. recast the character. The other karate kid get uh, Daniel LaRusso, whoever that guy, uh, what is his name? Mm-hmm. You get him in to play the female, the male version of, of Hillary Swank's character, or just have him play woman. This is 2020. Yeah. You can't tank the swank, but I would say, um, you know, like you just said, I think it, it was a 2019 film. I would like to see it be a little more progressive. Maybe we see Michael Sarah cast his daughter instead. I think that would have been a great film. <laughs> Michael Sarah's daughter. Here's what I'll say. Michael Sarah. Here's what I'll say. As much as I was claiming at the beginning, you know, it is good to see Hillary Swank in something. I was like, man, I haven't seen her anything. But I am not a Swankster, okay? I am on team. Hillary Swank is not hot on the Office episode. Oh, boo. <laughs> and even in this, she's looking a little disheveled. I mean, I'm, she's supposed to be surviving an apocalypse, so she's not going to come in with full makeup. But, you know, whatever. So I would just, I would not do a recast. Well, I guess it is a recasting. But I would just swap two roles because the voice of Mother is one of the most attractive actresses that I've seen in a long time. Rose Byrne. She is in the Insidious movies. She's in Bridesmaids. She's in whatever. She's that Australian uh, actress. So she's the voice of Mother. So I would just have Hilary Swank voice Mother, and I would have Rose Byrne be the woman, so we could at least look at the attractive actress in the show. You're you're just such a misogynistic... (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to separate myself from this misogyny. Hey, I, I don't feel I that stand way. By this. I, I stand also by this. think Hillary Swank, she can still be in the movie. I just want her voice as mother. Wow, okay. I want Jacob Newton. What is today? October 1st, 2020. I want the attractive woman eye candy and the ugly woman to play the robot voice. Yeah. Yes. You voting for Trump in too, quotes. buddy? <laughs> stand by. Stand by. <laughs> uh, but Jacob is right. The question is 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 she hot no. not would would i do her? that's fair that's fair that's what kevin uh, malone what kevin, yeah kevin's point that was a, respect the game yeah Jeff. that was an important clarification that was one of kevin's greatest contributions to the office over the course of the series it was important and i every time yeah, i watch that episode he, i'm firmly on team she's not hot it's that and uh, him being able to automatically do math when food is involved. That's another great Kevin contribution. It is. It is. Kevin's a lovely. Oh, here we go. Can I let me propose an off the cuff? 
can we do a category and call, you know, just like um, uh, what's new or what to watch, basically? Like, are you guys watching anything that's good or interesting that I, I would be curious about? Um, well, since we're on the topic of Hillary Swank and she was a karate kid, um, on Netflix there is that Cobra Kai series oh, with yeah. – um, what is uh, the guy that plays uh, you know you put me on the spot and now I'm going to have to look up names Billy Bob Thornton uh, it's not Billy Bob Thornton um, um, let's see Will, uh, William Zabka oh man so close and um, yeah Ralph Mach- Ralph Macchio they both reprised their roles as Johnny Lawrence and, and Daniel LaRusso for this show wow but it's following is following uh, Johnny Lawrence. It's his perspective. It's not La, it's not Daniel Larusso. So as to where the Karate Kid was Daniel's story, mm-hmm. Cobra Kai is is um, Johnny Lawrence's story. Oh, that is interesting. And it's a pretty good show. There's two seasons of it on Netflix. They've um, they've approved a third. It used to be like a YouTube Red show, and then Netflix acquired it from YouTube Red, mm. and they're going to make a third season, picking up where the second season left off. I watched that not not too long ago. I'm a big fan of those that first Karate Kid movie. I, I'm, you know, second, third one are okay, uh, but I I really like the the TV show. It's pretty. Good. What about the Jackie Chan Jaden Smith re- remake? No thanks. Uh, not a big fan of anything Will Smith, so that includes his children. Oh, that's terrible. Will Smith has has contributed some great films to cinema. Are you kidding me? He has. He really has. Um, to answer Jeff's question, I will say, just continuing with what I said earlier, if it's on the front page of Netflix, I will watch it. And so I think two weeks ago, a new movie came out called the devil all the time oh how is that uh yeah i've been meaning to watch that well it was definitely one of the better ones you know it's 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 a good movie it's filmed great it's got great actors in it you got tom holland you got uh what's the guy's name robert pattinson Uh, i'm trying to think who else is in it lot lot there's actually lots of people in it but um it's a downer and Mm. it's a depressing and it is like yeah, you're going to be in a dark place after you watch it, so <laughs> just be prepared for that. So not a 2020 watch? No. Good, good to know. But yeah, all the stuff you were talking about in this, like, man, I just wish we would have seen a little bit more. I wish we would have seen some dead babies. Like, you'll get that in this movie. Ooh, not, that's rough. Not literally, not, not dead want, babies. Anyone but. <laughs> dead babies. What are you talking about? I don't need dead babies. <laughs> you won't see that specifically, but, you know, it, it definitely doesn't shy away from that kind of stuff. Now, here's a couple I've had my eye on. Has anyone watched Away on Netflix yet? No, but you know what? Nope. I discovered when I was looking. Actually, I've, heard of, I've had a few people tell me to watch it, so I've, it's on my list. But you know who's in Away? The Swank? Swank. I knew it. I knew I'd seen her in another one. <laughs> you swanksters, dude. You guys are swanksters. Deep swanksters over here, bro. <laughs> yeah okay well i'm watching that tonight then because i am a swankster proud and true jacob says he's not but he is yeah. hey if rose Byrne was he's in it i would watch it he's, he's a he's a closeted swankster he is. yeah 
Um, also, this new series ratcheted on Facebook. Have you seen this? It's like kind of a like an angel of death thing, like uh, you know, nurse that kills people. But it's got let's see, what's her name? I can't remember. It's the girl from. It's got the girl from American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Um, I feel like Ethan Sarah, would like that. I, Sarah Paulson is her name. I haven't seen it myself, yeah. so I'm recommending it off of absolutely nothing. But I feel like it's something Ethan would like. I think you would like it, Ethan. I watched the trailer, and it looks really good, real spooky. Speaking of spooky, we are in the month of spooky. So um, if you guys are looking for um, spooky movie recommendations, um, I would throw out Hereditary is a good one. I'm afraid I'll pee. uh, these Insidious. These if, you are wanna, all... if you want to see my girl Rose Byrne, you can watch Insidious. I once made Jacob these first few scream are... at the top of his lungs like a scared little girl at the end of watching Insidious. Yes. <laughs> uh, at least he didn't scream at the most obvious jump scare in the world in The Descent like Patrick Garrison. <laughs> Shout out to PG. It was a weird um, scream too. Like he'd never first... screamed before. Like he didn't know how. Yeah, it was a very haunted scream. Um, so the first couple of recommendations will be A24, Ari Aster movies, because I would recommend Midsummer as well. Mm. It's not really a scary movie. It's just kind of weird. I've been wanting to see it, yeah. Deals with the occult and, you know, white people, so scary stuff. Uh, the Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe is really good. Mm the same director that directed the witch it's pretty good it's just about two guys that are wikis on a island with a lighthouse and they get stranded because of a storm and they're just battling insanity and you don't know what's real and what's not real i feel like that's my life right now it's i mean it is a quarantine film it is they're in one spot and they cannot leave it is a quarantine film i might watch it you know there's the classics there's you know texas chainsaw massacre uh, there's The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. There's John Carpenter's Halloween. Those are great ones. All three of those. And, the Shining, which is the previous episode. Um, Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hubie Halloween. I will be tuning in for that Netflix original uh, next week, I think. I think, it comes I think out the so, eight. yeah. Wow. I just want to see. He, he promised the worst movie he's ever made after he got snubbed for the Oscars. <laughs> so I just want to see what. Adam Sandler playing a mentally handicapped person in 2020 <laughs> looks like because that's what that movie is going to be. It's going to be something. You know, I watched the first Conjuring the other day, and even if you have seen it, it's pretty. It's still pretty spooky. Those are spooky Second movies. one's not very spooky. Second one's not very spooky. That that kind of followed that similar. Yeah. Insidious kind of rewrote the the horror script where it was like a certain like soundtrack with the movie. Like they kind of fell into a formula mm-hmm. of like a few franchises. Yeah, after that. that Insidious was um, they was a Tiny Tim Renaissance man. People were yes. people were playing Tiny Tim. <laughs> people were playing Tiny Tim like freaks. Spooky as hell, still always spooky. SpongeBob did it first. Insidious, Insidious, they and did. SpongeBob. Yeah. Tiny Tim movies equally scary when Tiny Tim is played during a SpongeBob yes. show. Yeah, there's some re- like you know horror trailer recuts of like those parts of SpongeBob with the Tiny Tim and like. That's my favorite to watch. Yeah. And then uh, 
you know, that's that's probably all the ones that I could think of off the top of my head. I could probably sit here and, and rattle off horror movies to watch for October, but I'll, you know, I'll cut it there. But so if, in, if you guys have anything else that you want to say or talk about. Let me offer you an intriguing series. If you have Amazon Prime, I just started watching this series called Utopia that is really, really good. It also stars uh, an older and wiser Rain Wilson. He's some kind of scientist, but it's basically like, um, you know, the premise, you get this from the trailer, this is no spoilers, but basically there's like this comic book that these people are obsessed about because within the pages of the comic book, there's all these cryptic clues that predicted like, you know, um, world hunger and, and viruses like swine flu and stuff like that. So these people, you know, the set, the second one is releasing and this, all these people are trying to get it for different reasons. Some are just comic book collectors, but there's this one group who's obsessed with trying to find out what's going on and stop it. But there's some real bad people that want that comic and, uh, it's, it's really pretty good. Cool. All right. So check all those out and if you did enjoy this podcast please leave a five star review uh, you can leave a, re- a comment review if you want tell us that you liked it or it was boring and keep going or you know quit because you guys are boring whatever you want to say I'll probably read them uh, you can follow us we have social media now the last two episodes we haven't had it you can follow us on Twitter at Seen This Have You, Yoda style, um, on Twitter. And then on Instagram, we're just the HYST podcast. And then on Facebook, we are also the HYST podcast. You can follow me at Ethan Tyler Wilson, no E in Tyler, on Twitter. And the same on Instagram. I don't know if Jeff and Jacob want to broadcast their social media, but if you would like to follow them and they are interested in having you follow them, they can drop their stuff here. But if they don't, you know, they're just going to be silent. If you want to see some neat pictures and you're a cannabis friendly person, check me out at For the Love of Smoke on Instagram. Or otherwise, don't check me out at all because social media is the devil. Watch the social dilemma mankind is going to end. Please don't get on Facebook anymore. Except, except to like um, the podcast on Facebook and then get off Facebook. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you could check out Jacob's old YouTube series, Shake <laughs> It Off, with Jacob yes. on YouTube. And there's four episodes of the Are We Really Friends podcast on iTunes. So you can check those out. Um, and Jacob. one other thing. On Twitter, my, my Twitter handle is Jacob Newton's. J-A-Y-C-U-B-N-E-W-T-U-N-Z. Don't ask me. But I just tweeted, where are my Hillary Swank fans at? Hashtag Swanksters. So if you're listening to this podcast, go find my tweet and respond if you're a Hillary Swank fan. I'm about to respond right now because I'm the number one (laughs) Swank fan. (laughs) Are you a Swankster? (laughs) So like always, you know, stay safe, wear a mask, you know, go register to vote and stuff. You know, be smart with your vote. There's going to be a lot of Joe Jorgensen people out there. Don't do that. (laughs) Please don't do that. But until next time, 
I am Ethan Wilson, and this is the Have You Seen This Podcast. Have a good good morning, good evening, and good night, as the as Truman said. See you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Jake here with a quick update. Next week, we'll be watching the 1996 Wes Craven horror slasher classic film, Scream. See you next week. Bye.